Welcome one and all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is episode 20 of the Crook and Kennel podcast. It's actually been quite some time uh, since we shifted the schedule to be bi-weekly. And I, just as an apology, we meant to get an episode out last week. That didn't happen. Uh, life happened. Yeah, we've um, had some stuff we, going on. We have had some shit going on. And, uh, you know, this is not our day job yet. But... Um, but yeah, it's just we have some things going on. Um, but uh, we're getting back on the horse, and we're going to do this much more regularly. And um, yeah, we're gonna get back on that wagon to make more episodes. In fact, we got other things we want to do. Uh, I'm gonna make a, a clips channel for the podcast, so that way, if you want to digest it in a small format, you can little, do that. Little bite size. Make it make it make it much easier for people to watch the podcast, just to get the specific topics we talk about. And uh, all that kind of stuff, but that's all neither here nor there. But uh, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, how was your week? The week was good. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it actually, I, I had my birthday. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you, on uh, the sixth. What was it? Your fifty first? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm happy about it. It's it is what it is. Like it, yeah, it is. You what it you is. you know whether they say time waits for no man. Like exactly, it, it doesn't. It just keeps marching forward. Yep. And uh, it's weird. I w- I was thinking about this recently. I was like, you know, what happens? Because I mean, I when you meet people that start getting a little older, you know, hitting like forty five and fifty, and they're like, you'll hear them say the same thing. They're like, how did this happen? You know, it happened all of a sudden, and it. It's true. Like, I'm like, I remember being 30 just over here and then 40 just, you know, and it's like, we can't remember everything. Right. You know, we can call, we can recall things. We can, you know, things, if we're talking about our past, we can bring things up, but we don't remember it all, all the time. So time doesn't, you know, it kind of almost dilates as you get older where, uh oh. She fucking did it again. The ball. She got it under the. One moment. Okay. You can keep talking. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's weird how that happens. You just, you know, time starts going faster for you as you get older, you know, and uh, you just kind of, all of a sudden, it seems like you're, you're, you're older than you ever expected to be. So. Right. Dude, I remember when I was 20, like I was still in fucking San Jose, California. And it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, like I, it's it's just kind of blows me away. And you'll be thirty in August. Yeah, I'll be thirty, and I'm I'm basically thirty. Yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, it's like it's just kind of crazy how time just flies. And um, well, if you're basically thirty, does that mean that I can just basically be fifty still? <laughs> Instead well, of 51? I mean, I, I mean, you're only 51, so I guess if you just want to call yourself 50, you can say you identify as 50 years old. Uh, I identify as 36. How's that? <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it is just crazy how time has flied. And, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I've, I've t- mentioned this before where it's like how, like, when I, you know, when I've just been thinking about almost being 30 and whatnot and thinking about the past 10 years and how I'm not necessarily where I want to be. But, um, but, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fucking curmudgeonly old fuck yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm still pretty young and, you know, uh, despite not being where I want to be, like I'm still working towards doing the things I want to do, and it's never too late 
to get to where you want to be. It's yeah. just got to put people, in the work. Most people, even if you get where you want to be, um, once you get there, you want to be somewhere else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you never, you know, you're always, there's something else. So, I mean, like for me, I, I actually went on, so I went on a date for, yes, for my that's birthday. Right. Speak about your date. How'd that go? It went well. It went well. I like I like the girl. Um, nice. And it was a client. We were laughing, and we went out last night too. And it was we were laughing about it because I was saying, you know, it's strange how we met because she was a tattoo client, and I have my whole career had this thing where I didn't want to ever ask out someone that is a client. Right. It's yeah, generally it's, a good uh, practice yeah, to not. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's hard because first off, I think there's something about when someone, whether it's a guy or a girl, but they meet someone and that person is a creative person or driven to do things and you get to watch them doing it, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you meet someone they're like, Oh, I make films and, Eventually, you go into their studio and you see all this gear, and you you know you watch their videos or their movies, or you know if it's tattooing, mm-hmm. you know people come in and they see all my paintings on the wall, and I'm tattooing them, so they'll get to actually watch me working. Yeah, and it's and and when you're tattooing, you're like it's it's kind of intimate. I mean, I can be tattooing someone on their arm, right? But I'm right up on them, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so yeah, I always had that kind of rule not to and it's only i've only dated this is the second person but both times the girl the girls asked me if i wanted to go out so i didn't break my rule right yeah so (laughs) in a way in a way yeah you didn't break your rule it was the opposite but uh, whatever it i i think there are definitely exceptions to be made but it's generally a good idea to not conflict of interest and all that stuff don't don't shit where you eat we've had the discussion like one of the first things she said was like is this gonna get in the way of or cause any problems with you know you tattooing me and i was like no you know no one again i'm older i learned a lot from different relationships um back when i was in portland that I had a relationship and it was, it was a pretty big one. It was, yeah, it was painful, you know, and moving here was part of like that breakup because I was like, I really love this person and it, it's, it's just not working and I'm not going to bang my head against the wall anymore, but Portland's small enough that I knew down the road somewhere I was going to bump into her and she's going to be with someone else. And I just didn't want to deal with that. So, so I moved and then, yeah, what, 2019, I suddenly found myself engaged and that was, you know, together with this girl for like six months or whatever. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm not even, I'm not even like healed from my old relationship yet. Yeah. And so I, you know, broke off the engagement and, you know, did a lot of thinking about my, you know, why I did certain things during that relationship and realizing, you know, I need to kind of work on myself before I'm really ready to date anyone, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't really wanted to date just because I'm the plan is to move to Portugal. Right. And I, yeah. I'm not planning on trying to 
have a relationship and bring the person. Yeah, because because if you're in if you're planning to move like internationally and it's like you end up getting in a relationship with somebody and you develop this strong bond, it's like all of a sudden yeah, that there's could, that you, could derail it, yeah your situation yeah or just just cause all this unnecessary drama yeah and yeah that's totally. not good. So, but anyways, other than that, like, um, yeah, it was very fun date. I was, you know, very enjoyable. And, um, what else? Well, yesterday, this was fun. Yesterday we actually had a script read through for, uh, the project green, which we're doing with August Broussard, who we actually interviewed. Yeah. That was episode 17, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, we, it was at, uh, the armory, uh, down by the space needle, yeah. uh, Puget sound theater. Yeah. Actually studio, studio E. Yeah. Actually recorded, uh, some behind the scenes stuff. Um, yeah, I got a little bit too. So yeah. maybe I'll put some stuff in the, the video version of the podcast, just kind of intersplice it here. Um, but, um, but I'm not going to show you the full thing. Cause I think eventually what we should do is like make like a behind the scenes of creating yeah the the film and all that and um so we're not going to talk too much about green because right now it's kind of under wraps yeah you know it's important not to talk about too much uh what the story is or anything like that because we wanted to be surprised obviously yeah and um you know things can change and the last thing we want is to unveil a cartoon version of something that might become something different yeah i mean we we were having people sign NDAs, not, not NDAs, yeah, and, uh, you know, contracts, contracts. It's 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 really. Uh, I'm proud to be part of it. Yeah, you know, I really am, and uh, it, I'm proud to be, you know, working with a bunch of you know passionate, um, talented, you know, creative people. Yeah, it's actually pumped me up too because like when um, just. Uh, when the read started to happen and uh, August was going through the script and he started playing like music that was being developed for the, um, for now here's the thing you have to understand too. Like when it comes to like, uh, cause, cause you guys may be thinking like um, a script read is like this theatrical thing that's over the top. No, it's not. It, it's, it was not that overblown. It was very simple. Yeah. It was just everyone like in, in chairs. Yeah. It was like musical in, chairs in a, in a big circle. And, everyone, and the, the, the talent that was supposed to read their lines, read their lines, except I think there was one actor that was supposed to be there that wasn't able to be there. Yeah. Wasn't able to be there. So and one of the extras read, read for that part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, we're not going to go too deep into that, but um, but yeah, they just read their lines, and uh, basically the idea with it was um, August was just basically kind of informing everybody what the film is and kind of just laying out what it's going to look like yeah. in in our imaginations before yeah. it it gets produced and the meaning, you know, and what it yeah, but, but what he's trying to convey with the actual story and. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, again, I'm blown away. I'm actually really, really excited. Oh, dude, by the end of it, like, because uh, he ended up playing this song that's going to go at the end of Hopefully. Hopefully, that depends We're on. We're trying to get it licensed through y- Warner Music Group. Yeah, so. who knows? And we have no idea how much that would even cost. Uh, and fucking music copyright and all that bullshit it licensing it it's a uh, it's a pain yeah i want, i mean i'm i even i'm like i'm willing to put up some some money 
to to make it happen but you know if it's if it's a if it's a a big big amount yeah if it's way too much it's like we don't have a budget yeah like because it's it's a short film for fuck's sake yeah yeah Um, and there's like it's it's a zero budget no one's getting paid but yeah you know as the producer you know and i and i that's that was part of it when when august we talked about it i know like well as the producer you know i'm bringing camera equipment lighting sound expensive uh, expensive stuff and on top of it having to because producing this you know and yeah this is small scale this is easy in comparison and and even if we're recording it in 4k you know it's it's an hour Mm -hmm. of us talking and and no big edits really and no it's very simple it's very simple so yeah if anything the editing for this podcast is more of a tedious thing than anything but even then it's it's simple enough it's just i fucking put the clips in and fucking just watch through the thing edit where i need to and then color grade it a little bit and boom it's uploaded it's pretty easy yeah but um yeah, this is, this is a different beast altogether. Yeah, th- this is a real like because uh, seriously, when you project the the project's really going to be a half an hour, but yeah, the, the the shooting of it, there's so much data that yeah. we you know we have to get array to array with you know forty terabytes or uh, something dude, I'm crazy. Kinda, I'm kind of curious how much uh, data footage we're going to have because I know they're going to have to do multiple takes. And, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that's why. Uh, deal with, deal with... Uh, 30 minutes, we might have, you know, six hours of sh- shit that we shot. Yeah. And we have to work with that, yeah. you know, because like, for example, a scene is, you know, you might have a camera pointing this direction. Mm-hmm. And it kind of picks me up a little bit and they run through the scene because mm-hmm. we're we're using one camera. Yeah. Which even big films, they a lot of times will certain scenes are just using one camera mm-hmm. and then they'll run through that part of that scene and then they move the camera to another angle and they have to run through the scene again. Yeah. So do it twice. Yeah. And, and that's do it twice at least twice you know at least there might be you do it and then the director's like no i want you to blah 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 and you do it again so you might do one shot yeah five six times and then okay we got it oh dude remember when we did (laughs) and then uh, move it on our third gen media page uh we did that one video uh uh, what was it big boss big boss yeah and um in fact i'll put a annotate uh, just like put a clip of it in here um yeah it's a fucking masterpiece of, of fucking uh film but um but yeah we did that as like a test to yeah we just because that was actually around the time when we got the we got we got and the, got yeah, everything assembled so we're just like testing it out and trying to do something with it i was you know i was uh learning to use davinci and you know just trying to put something together and um yeah that shit that's not shit in comparison like With this what is this is yeah. this is in scale like now granted it's not a multi-million dollar project that's like two hours long it's it's gonna be much smaller in comparison but even then like a production it when you take it seriously there's a lot of variables that yeah. you have to deal with like you know lighting the day you know time of day you shoot it where you shoot it do you have um a license uh, or uh what's it called a fucking yeah, um a, a license to shoot yeah a license to you shoot know, at a specific location right yeah um so but but the thing that actually makes me confident about this project especially is uh august 
Like, in fact, he honestly, like, um, he's really impressed me. Yeah. And he's actually pumped me up and inspired me mm -hmm. because, um, because it's like the past 10 years, like I've, um, been trying to kind of find my way and, uh, just try to get things done and, uh, seeing what people like August are doing and even kind of seeing what other creatives are doing and kind of reflecting on how I've kind of walked through life it does make me feel like I've not done enough, but it also gives me that uh, spark to want to really bust ass mm -hmm. and get this done. Because, yeah, I want this project like to be as good as we can make it mm -hmm. because I do not because like I it would kill me inside if I fucked it up in any way. Yeah. And, or or if I just I could. So I, it's like I'm I'm doing what I can. Like I'm just watching videos on DaVinci Resolve, like how to color grade using nodes and, you know, fucking um, specific editing techniques and all this other bullshit just to um, know my shit. And then we're going to buy plugins for it so we can get title packs or LUTs or whatever we need. Mm -hmm. um, I think you even mentioned buying specific like fractal lenses or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's like I said, it is, it's a zero budget film, but, but we I'm, are putting, putting money, money into, into it. it. Yeah. And there's like, so we have uh, makeup mm -hmm. and wardrobe. Yeah. And, you know, those people are like, okay, we're going to, there, you know, some people are spending a little bit of money to like help get like a, a clothing together for a certain character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so everyone's kind of putting in a little. I'm definitely going to be putting in a lot. You know, <laughs> actually, uh, that's the 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 two weeks we took off. One was to kind of re-figure out what we're, how we were going to release stuff. Yeah. Um, with the podcast, but. Yeah, especially if we're going to be doing this project, yeah, that, that we need to definitely be careful with our schedule. But yeah, I've just been working hard to, to get money together so that I could buy and then more. I had to look for a second job and all this other shit. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. there's a lot of moving parts. But um, I will say this: the thing about this project that I really liked, and I actually talked to August about it, was well, first of all, everyone that's involved is you know, most of them are in their, in their twenties still. And, uh, the script itself reminded me of S E Hinton, the writer who he mm -hmm. wrote, uh, the outsiders, uh, rumble fish. <clears throat> and, uh, that was then. And this is now, and they were, you know, young coming of age books, you know, and you're dealing with, you know, having a friendship and then the friend time's going on and all of a sudden you're not as close to that person or, you know, someone gets a girlfriend and they drop out of, you know, you don't see them anymore and things change. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, the script reminded me of that where it's like, because I mean, I will say, it, you know, it definitely deals with, you know, kind of grief and loss and, and growing up. And, uh, you know, I, I had my own experience with that with my father who had multiple sclerosis and watching him over the years deteriorating uh, till he died in what, 2007. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, August has had some uh, deaths and, and illness with people that were very, very close to him and it affected him and he wanted to write about it and, and he, he really pulled out all the stops. So, um, and the great thing is that unfortunately we're not going to be able to put the film in cause it, it's going to wrap early June and then editing might take, you know, a few months, a couple months, uh, doing everything we have to do. I don't know. 
how long that's going to take. But um, like right now, um, Seattle Film Seattle Seattle International Film Festival mm-hmm. is is doing its thing, and we obviously can't you know apply for that. Yeah. But next year we're looking to twenty twenty three. We're gonna release it and uh, hopefully get it in some uh, some film festivals for people to see and. Who knows what'll come of it, right? You know, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, the, that is the thing. It's like the hope is that something bigger comes along, yeah. And because, um, because, because that's the thing. That would be really cool. Not, and here's the thing: I never would have imagined making a film. I, I just never thought that would be something I would do. But I'm also not against it necessarily, because at the end of the day, it's like my goal as a person is to live a creatively fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this is just a part of that. And uh, and who knows, that might not be forever. Like I don't, maybe I'm not going to be a film editor my whole life. But but I do want to be fulfilled as a creative individual. And if I can make money doing that, absolutely, I will do that. I'll do whatever I have to do as long as it gets me towards that. And that's why I'm stoked for this. Yeah. So. Well, too, a lot of times if you shoot, if you do do a you know a short film or whatever zero budget mm-hmm. you know the casting crew putting bringing what they can to the table mm-hmm. and you put something out that's that's good that can lead to someone going hey i want to be an executive producer on your next thing and can invest some money yeah so there is an actual budget this time and so things you know you take right. you take baby steps in and as a creative you know actually like with my 51st birthday um I was talking about this last night and I was, I said, you know, I mean, I'm not totally exactly where I want to be. I have goals that I'm still shooting for, Mm -hmm. you know, but you know, when I look at my life, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel good. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm happy with who I am and you know, what I've done, what I've been doing and, and projects that I'm working on. It feels awesome. You know, I actually, when we were at the the beginning of the little read through, I kind of, did a you know gave a little talk kind of yeah and uh you know i said there's nothing that makes me happier than completing a project and saying i did that yeah you know you could point and be like it just the the feeling of fulfillment mm-hmm. is, is it's worth it's weight and gold man well, I tell well you. it and it's not just that it's also like being able to leave a mark in some way to yeah. to, to leave a um a uh, record of your existence yeah. on this planet. Yeah, and I don't think artists necessarily go into being an artist with that in mind. Not necessarily, but I think it's a uh, intrinsic kind of yeah legacy instinct. You know? Yeah, you to leave a mark on the world. I would in some hate. Way. I would. I would absolutely hate to just be going through life and then I'm gone and there's nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's you know. nothing. So. Yeah. Anyways, that was super yeah. exciting. Yeah, it was really cool to and do. Looking forward to the rest of it. Um, yeah. Oh, anyone out there? I did put up a little clip on my Instagram page. So if uh, my Instagram page, it's it's a reel, but most of it's you know tattoo related. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's uh, Trajan underscore Jamal. You know, so T R E J E N underscore jamal j-a-m-a-l and you can check out my stuff and you can see a little little bit of behind the scenes that i just put up um there's my little plug (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah that was uh 
it's very interesting getting into the film industry kind yeah. of you know making making uh you know pieces of art through f- f- yeah. film that yeah. it's amazing so yeah. absolutely anyways um before we segue into the next uh, part of the podcast, I wanted to do a uh, quick little comment of the week kind of situation. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Uh, we'll figure something out, I guess. But yeah, comment of the week, I guess. Um, got a comment today. Uh, and this is in reference to because we still get comments about the uh, Dino episode that we did mm, which yeah. was the video that got us most of our subscribers which thank you guys so much thank we, you very much like yeah. seriously like the, that and we've got more of those that we want to do um eventually we would like to definitely interview the other members pe- of members dystopia, of dystopia yeah. and even like chio of uh, uh new thrush and yeah. everyone else that'd be super awesome so um Anyway, so we ended up getting a comment from uh, Mellow Fuck. Mellow Fuck? <laughs> like, fuck with a V. Okay. Like, but but that's obviously what it's meant to be. Right. Mellow Fuck. I like the name. That's great. Um, and uh, this is the comment. Uh, he or she left. They. I'll just say mm-hmm. they. Uh, I'm 17, almost 18, and I've been plagued with absolute unbearable mental illnesses. Dystopia is the only band ever that has reached me so deeply. It made me feel so much less alone in this sloppy mess of life. I wouldn't ever want Dino to sacrifice his own mental health and come back to such a heavy and triggering entity in his life. I don't know if I would... Would you call dystopia a triggering part of his life? Well, yeah. Maybe? Yeah, I I would. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's fair enough, I guess. Um, That's why, actually, he said, you know, he's like, if people ask me, would I want to come back and yeah tour and stuff fuck no no. right he's like i have to relive like these horrible parts of my life again Uh, that's fair (laughs) enough yeah okay so i I, all right um but if dystopia got together i'd cry with dino every fucking show i hope the best for crook and candle and the guys who are in dystopia you guys are the fucking best you're the fucking best mellow fuck thank you thank you so much yeah for that comment that's really awesome um, by the way, guys, uh, if you want to get your chance to have your comment featured on this podcast, then comment down below. Let us yeah. know what you think about any of the things we talk about. We'd love to engage with you guys. Um, yeah, just yeah, tell us how, how cute our dogs are. Yeah, yeah. No. Tell, yeah. <laughs> or how annoying Kali is for wanting to throw the balls on the, ball the couch while, while we're doing a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so yeah, now is the time yeah to talk about the uh the peace day resistance the peace day resi- what the fuck whatever the fuck uh it, that it said in french french uh i don't know how to say it. i don't know how peace to speak that resistance something like something that. like that yeah. um yeah the slap heard around the world oh the the chris rock the infamous will, will smith oh, will man. smith chris rock smack <sighs> now we're a little late on this but honestly i kind of wanted to wait a little bit to see what unfolded because the moment i saw it i'm like oh fuck i can't wait to see what happens because there's consequences are coming the funny part is about that whole situation is immediately people started saying it was fake because and i kind of understood why Mm -hmm. because it's so over the top yeah like and because it's the oscars and here's the thing and even people have made these arguments where it's the oscar where where uh the academy apparently have done skits like that before yeah um which you know is not surprising they're, they're filled with actors and you know uh 
a little bit of, um, you know, a theater mm -hmm. uh, is kind of to be expected. Um, but at the same time, it's like that's, you know, that's not the majority of the show. Most of it is if it's staged, you probably would know. But there's been so many people that were back and forth about it and, um, you know, just debating whether it was real, whether it's fake. Um, but before we go on, I kind of just want to replay the infamous moment for the podcast uh, just to just to see it. Oh, the joke and all that. Yeah. Both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. So everyone's having a good he time. Is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. GI Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> and that was it. That was the joke. <laughs> and people laughed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna. Okay, so I'm going to pause that real uh, for a quick second because there's probably some Zoomers watching this who don't know what the fuck G.I. Jane is. It is a film that stars Demi Moore. Demi Moore, yeah. As a uh, SEAL, I think, a Navy SEAL or some yeah. shit. She had and she shaved. had her head shaved. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know, Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia. Which is which, not a disability. It, it's, just, it's not a chronic <laughs> illness. I'm going to address that because I was seeing certain comments on Twitter. It's fucking stupid. Stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. But yeah. but she's not dying. She doesn't have cancer. Right. She's not going through chemotherapy. Right. She Her hair was falling out of yeah. her head. Yeah. But the joke was not in reference to her disorder. Right. It was in reference to her bald head. Right. So keep that in mind. Now let's play the rest of the clip. Oh, whoops, I went a little too far. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one, okay. I'm out here, uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, hit him. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. So it does seem like it's kind of Uh -oh. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> okay, stop it. <laughs> oh, I can, oh, okay. Well, actually, let's... That was a... He's, greatest night in the history of television. He's okay. speechless. Yeah, he's speechless. Okay, so that's yeah. the that's And then the he's like, infamous. dude, it was a joke. Yeah, it was a, it was a joke. So that was the infamous slap and when that happened i i like just the the amount of conversation because there were so many people that were trying to like claim that this whole thing was staged and i'm going here's the thing i went back and forth on this for a while because on one hand i saw why people were saying it and the main reason was the oscars has been declining in viewership for years and that is true they nobody no one cares really cares about the oscars anymore yeah, it used so, to be a thing when i was growing up people would sit in front of their tvs and watch the oscars yeah but now we live in the internet age where where we don't really care about that anymore it's yeah. just kind of passe no one cares about the the actor circle jerk you know yeah. and all that shit no one gives a fuck um so the conspiracy that people or or the the uh, idea that people were coming up with was that the Academy Awards tapped Will Smith and Chris Rock 
to make this shitty joke that most people would not understand other than these old people in the audience. Yeah. To boost ratings. Okay. I could concede some sort of idea, an alternate universe where that is true. Because in a way, it did work. It got people to talk about Everyone's it. Everyone's talking about Everyone's it. Everyone's talking about it. However, where it starts to fall apart is when, you know, the aftermath started to happen. Well, I knew I knew the the first part when he slapped him. Uh-huh. That did seem like it was almost planned, right? But but when he got back to his seat and is yelling and cussing. No, that was legit. That's when I'm like, that was oh, legit. In fact, real. I'm I'm gonna rewind for a little bit. So to kind of answer the whole, oh, this whole thing is staged thing because the slap looks super fake. I was even seeing like MMA fighters like Dan Hardy like saying, oh, dude, that was totally a Hollywood slap or some shit like a like an know. like I an can, acting I slap. I can hear the slap. No, it was a, it was a slap, but. I kind of, so I'm going to have a different take that because a lot of people have been making these takes that it's either fake or it's real. I'm going to posit this take and I've, I haven't seen anyone say this. I'm going to say this. The slap was fake. But hold on. The reason I say that is because I don't think Will Smith really wanted to hit Chris. Mm. So I think what he did was he pulled his slap. So that's probably why it seemed fake to people. But the whole thing, that was real. Mm. Two things can be true. Mm. Because let's because I because I have this fucking whole article thing that I was I was doing all I went all CSI on this shit. Oh, do you have a murder wall? I, I have a whole murder <laughs> wall of interconnected uh lines, you know, pointing yeah. to each thing. I, I've literally just wrote out this whole thing. In fact, I was planning on making this into like a full like essay type video. I might I might still do that. Um but uh but yeah I was just going through it and just kind of dissecting it. And, and um going back to like if you were to really look at the footage one of the things that you would notice is kind of the so like I want you to look through this. So we got I'm going to put these images on the screen. So we got a kind of sequence of events going on. So you got the joke. Chris delivers the joke. Will laugh. Will laughs. In fact, there's a Everyone screen th this image right here that I'm showing him yeah. is the first image is him laughing. What do you notice also in that thumbnail? Besides every, wait, let me. No, see. look at it. Like, what? Wh who else is there? So Jada, Jada's there. Yeah, and what is she doing? She's kind of smiling. Mm, eh, Side eyeing. Nah, I, I, if you watch the actual clip, she did not look like she was. Uh, well, she, I saw her roll her. She eyes. rolled her eyes. Yeah, she, she definitely. I don't think like, she liked oh, the joke. Oh God. Yeah, she didn't like the joke. Yeah. Um. So then, you cut away, and then back to Chris. You know, he's like, oh, that was a funny joke. All right, let's get back to it. And then fucking Will Smith gets up, slaps him, gets back down, and you cut back to Will, who's angry all of a sudden. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Why would he just be angry at a joke that he thought was funny? Will this? Smith wasn't a stand-up comedian, but he was a He was a, a joker. funny guy. Yeah, he was always joking and making fun. In fact, one of the videos that immediately came up as a result of this was this fucking clip. Do that in this world, man. You can't do that in this world, man. Arsenio, they got rules. They got rules. Like, he has a rule. The bass player, he got a rule. He got to wax his head every morning. That's a rule. Because he's bald. Yes. He and then wait. The rules, man. He follows the rules. Oh, these are 
joke. Come on. Where did we fucking hear that? Yeah, that's Will Smith joking about a guy's bald head. Yeah, it almost sounds like something Chris Rock did. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> it's it's almost like he actually thought that was a funny joke, and the only reason he did that was because of Jada. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, they so, have they definitely I was I talked to you about this before. I was like it was a couple years ago. I was in Portland still. Mm-hmm. And I was going through relationship drama. And on my Instagram, I actually followed him for a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he would give yeah. these real positive quotes. And one time he said, you know, I asked my wife, what's, what's the one thing that you learned in this relationship? And she said that you can't... M- make me happy it's i have to make myself happy right right and you know i I, i'm like that makes sense and i turn my you know when i talk to my girlfriend i'm like yeah you know will smith said i makes total sense you're always like i'm not happy well i can't make you happy right you have to find that within yourself so Mm -hmm. so i watched a couple of these little clips um you know like uh they're kind of like self-help clips almost but then i think probably around you know i maybe watched one or one two three and then i four five six and i remember because i stopped following him Mm -hmm. because i was like this it almost seems like he's coping with something right you know Mm -hmm. and 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 that's why well first of all there's the infamous red table talk. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, b- yeah. So a lot of the discussion, because after the slap and people discussing, oh, it's real. Oh, it's fake. You know, immediately I, I like when I saw that, I'm like, OK, what would cause Will to do that? So I was doing I was really analyzing the the videos like it was a fucking Zapruder film, like back and to the left, back and to the left. You know, I so I fucking um, was like really thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. There was the whole situation with him and his wife, Jada, who talked about the entanglements Mm -hmm. and shit. In fact, I got a clip. The relationship she had with another, now, another man. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm just to kind of give you guys some extra context, just so you guys know. Actually, I think I passed it. Um, so here's like a quick little edit You've of the red table. You've been on a hell of a journey with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's people's feelings involved. Right. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's healing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what happened, Jada? Okay. So uh, I think it was about four and a half, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, started a friendship with August. A friendship. Mm-hmm. And this is we her, actually her, became really, really good friends. This is her son's I definitely friend. Yes. So August Alsina is the guy she's talking about. Yeah. And um, so it, uh, the, the exes is continuing Realized a little bit. that. Oh. You can't find happiness outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And luckily enough, <laughs> you and I were also going through a process of healing in a much different manner. Mm-hmm. I would during that time launched into an interaction mm-hmm. with August. What do you feel like um, you were looking for? I just wanted to feel good. Mm-hmm. It had been so long 
since I felt good. Not from my husband. Now I got to be with you at the press conference while you. So that's kind of. Yeah, like that's that's just like a quick little clip of well, it. Hey, I'll tell you this. First off, anyone that gets married, if whether you're a celebrity or not, and most people at a certain point they figure this out as they're having maybe different relationships, that there's the honeymoon phase. There's there's the phase where you really like each other, you're really attracted to each other, you're going out, you're having fun all the time. Eventually, you get married, you have kids, you have life. Yes. Your relationship changes. It is It is no longer we're always going out and having fun and, you know, going there because you got kids and bills to pay and this and that. So it changes. Yeah. So, okay, she hasn't, she hadn't had fun, mm-hmm. which, which I call bullshit because mm-hmm. these people have a lot of money. And they can go have fun very easily. Yeah, whenever they want. Yeah, she's talking about now. This is, and I don't want any any women listening. Don't get mad at me, but men and women are are different, and I know that most men will say what they mean, you know. And a lot of times with women, they kind of speak in code. <laughs> okay, I was not happy. Okay, which you would you would assume she's been bored and hasn't done anything that's made her happy. But she's not talking about going to the beach no. or going to Italy and having a good time and being happy. She's talking about having another relationship with another with man another man that's not Will Smith. Yeah. In fact, in that uh, red table uh, talk that they had, which was fucking removed, by the way. Gee, I wonder why. Um, it was funny. There's a part, and I'm going to insert this in here, uh, in the podcast, um, just as a quick edit so you can see it. But there's a part where Jada Pinkett Smith is describing the relationship with August and she calls it an entanglement. I'm in an entanglement. And literally there was a point where fucking Will Smith himself was like, come on, call it what it is. It's not an entanglement. It's a relationship. Yeah. And yeah, that's essentially what it is. In fact, there was another part of that that really stuck out to me was that they basically said for a period of time, they actually split up, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Gee, I wonder why. It couldn't be because she's fucking other men. Mm-hmm. Well, no. And so so this is, I I earlier in my life, I did the whole kind of polyamorous thing which which is like you're seeing this person they like you you like them yeah but you but, weren't married but, no i know i know but it's still you're it's kind of this open thing i would never do that again it's just not a good it's, idea it's not it's really not it you know two people hey i'll say being in a band is like you know if you want to date multiple people join a band yeah because you you have these other you know you're with four other people in a relationship yeah but, but that being said um Normally, and I've met, I've known people who have had kind of open relationships. There are rules. Yes. Okay. So one, like some people are like, hey, if you meet someone that you like and you want to hang out, you have to come and discuss it with me first. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, you can't, you know, bone down any of my friends or you can't like, like, Will, you're not allowed to meet one of our daughter's 
girlfriends and start humping her. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely I I would know that that's against the rules. So the thing is, is if because apparently Will had said that, you know, Jada never wanted a traditional relationship. She wanted a kind of open relationship. Well, and and the, he signed up for yeah, it. And the funny part about this whole thing, too, that I noticed when I was doing my research for this was that whenever it came down to the topic of her and relationships with other guys, Will was never the guy who was talking about it. It was her. Mm-hmm. And that, that says a lot. It really does. Well, what and, says a lot, too, to me is just when you watch the Red Table yeah, talk. Yeah, dude, dude. She's fine. Look at Will's face he is, during that situation. He that, has been hurt so deeply oh, dude, by that. Oh, dude, you see it on you can his see face. It. It's, it's undeniable. There's so many parts. In fact, just that, that clip I played, there's so many parts where they cut to him. Yeah. And, and it's just like... In fact, there's, eyes in are fact, wet. There, there's a funny meme uh, that came out of that, which is uh, this. Uh, it's like a clip from the red table of his face where he just looks like he's in pain. And then there's a tweet like in, with low opacity over it. That's from Will Smith that just says pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's like, yeah. But she's she's totally fine. She doesn't. And give she's a she's able to talk about it, but totally not really take too much of uh, responsibility. Yeah, and here's the thing for how too. Th- this felt. this goes both ways too, because like, well, he did sign up. For he it. signed up for it, it purely and simply. But it clearly bothers him. Oh, That's sure. the thing. Like, in fact, um, just again doing my research for this, it's just like I, I kept on digging and digging, and I would definitely just find that Jada Smith is just this horrible person because because uh, for example um before we even started the podcast like I actually ended up like finding this clip of uh it was from the Red Table podcast that she does where she was with uh Willow Smith uh Jada I think her mom and then Will and Will's describing him throwing this uh, in fact, I'll I'll try and see. I, I want to say I embedded. Oh, it's it. her fortieth birthday. Yeah, it was for it was about her fortieth birthday, and he's he's like planning to throw this uh, this fucking party for her, and he does. And basically, by the end of it, he busts or she busts his balls, and says like, "Oh, this is a ridiculous display of your own ego." Like, in fact, listen to this shit. Her 40th birthday was going to be my thing. It was going to be a splash. It was going to be a splash. Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige performed. I debuted the film, all of that. It was going to be the thing that lifted her out of this midlife crisis. And she, it was going to be my deepest, most beautiful proclamation of love. And we did it. And I had found tapes of Jada's grandmother. And her grandmother had recorded these voice messages over the last like eight months of her life. Wow. And it was tapes that Jada had never heard. Wow. So Jada had to sit there and listen. I I understand thoroughly now, at the time I didn't, but she's listening to these never before heard tapes of one of the dearest people she's ever known in her life in front of all of these people. So she's she's holding it together, she's getting it together. Then I have Mary J. Blige performing the whole time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the little boy that wants mommy to say everything was wonderful, yeah. right? And she's having a really difficult emotional time. And then when we got back to the room, it was me, you, and mommy. 
And we were talking about the next day, and there were things planned for the next day, and she said, I'm not sure I want to do anything the next day. I just wanted to have intimate just time. Just intimate time. And I was like, well, I'll cancel tomorrow. She was like, it's my birthday. Yeah. Right? And she's told me that the party was the most ridiculous display of my ego. Ooh. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's... That's... Do you fucking believe that shit? Yeah. Well, you know what? I... I, I I'm not there, but... Yeah, I'm not I, there I, either. I, so From the outside looking in and knowing people and relationships and stuff like that, even all the way up to the slap. He's 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 a man. He's the man in the relationship. Yes. But she's running. Shit. Yeah, she, she's clearly. she's got the power. Yeah, clearly. He, he does not want her yeah, to leave. She she has him under her finger. And then I would even say this. Absolutely. Uh, um So for past so many years I know a lot of people have been hearing the term toxic masculinity. Sure. Okay. Now, I always hate that because it implies that men are just toxic by virtue of being men. Right. But in my lifetime, when I've seen, and even even there might be some ladies out there who, because I'll hear this from ladies, oh, my dad, he just wouldn't, he would never... Uh, express his feelings and da 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 da, and so there was this toxic side of me lash out sometimes and blow up sometimes, and I'm like, okay, well, you're not considering the fact that he just wasn't doing that just because he wasn't talking about his feelings. What was happening was he was going through stuff. He was having right. to deal with stuff, mm -hmm. being embarrassed, feeling emasculated, having fights over nothing, whatever it is, and then trouble at work and all this stuff. And then you're having to deal with stuff at home and then you blow up. Yeah. And so what I think, this is my viewpoint on it, is from the red table talk and the August ish, you know, the entanglement yeah. and all that. And then after the red table talk, she went on, you know, on me social media again to kind of talk about their sex life and yeah, just talk about all this stuff that's, should be personal. It's, it should be none of, of anyone's, anyone's business. Fucking yeah. business. But she's doing it. Yet it. Yeah, she's fucking. That. That's the thing that bothers me about this. Because in fact, um, Stephen oh, A. Stephen A. Smith, um, uh, who's a sports commentator for uh, Sports Center, I think, or or uh, ESPN, mm -hmm. fucking, um, because he, he talked about it, and um, in fact, I'll probably put it in a little clip because uh, it was actually, I, I agree with him hundred percent, where he was talking about. If he's like, dude, if my wife or anyone in my life ever was to talk about shit that was going on in my life publicly when it's no one else's fucking business, they'd be gone super fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally get it because the thing is, this is the problem, too, with like uh, the social media age. Yeah, is that it's kind of incentivized people to make everything public everywhere, every waking moment. Like, this is what I did at lunch today. Yeah. This is what I ate. This is oh, you know, and oh, then, me, me and my wife had a big fight. Last yeah, exactly. Night. You know, it's you just know? It, everything <laughs> is for everyone public for everyone yeah. to see. When, and it's like, does nobody and nobody takes a step fucking back for a quick hot second to go? Maybe I shouldn't be putting this shit out there. Yeah. 
because well, they, it's not good for my health. Well, see, that's that's definitely again the social media aspect of it because Will, and actually a clip came out where um, she's filming him, and he looks he looks kind of defeated right there, and she's talking about their therapist is coming, blah blah blah. Oh, yeah, did, and did you learn a lot of stuff from him? And he's like, listen. You know, Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. L listen to this shit. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship? I would say don't just start filming me without asking me. Oh, my goodness. If you could film Astaire, me. Esther, come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, I'm no, still she, yeah, she, dealing don't with just, foolishness. What? Would you say that she helped us heal the hurts that we caused between one another? My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? So you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start rolling. Yeah, so that, that says a lot. He's a, a, an actor and a celebrity who his social media presence is important to him yeah so that was the thing the red table talk and then she put out on social media talking about their personal sex life and stuff like that he's been for the last couple years since this happened people have been trashing him you know like what are you doing you know talking he's been the he's been the butt of jokes around his wife's behavior and putting stuff out there right um to that's what I think is like when Will Smith got up one everything that you've shown me from her mm -hmm. even though she all she did was roll her eyes I think he felt in that instant that if he didn't do something he was going to go home and she was going to sit there and nag yeah. at him and oh you didn't do anything and so he jumped up mm -hmm. and again this is live on television, television the the Oscars Okay, and he gets up there and assaults Chris Rock, who is a comedian. Yeah, and which was, and then starts cussing about my wife's name out your my mouth. My wife's name out your fucking mouth. Exactly, and that is a perfect example of what I would call toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity. But what it is is he's had for years now. This bubbling, probably rage, yeah. that, that he's been disrespected. Well, just just and, that just that clip, yeah, like that that clip I just showed you. And if like, you if you are you gonna put that one up? Because if you see that when you oh, see yeah. a man, oh, that's, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna show all the clips. He's he's, I, he's he looks exhausted. He, he yeah, he looks just sick of this shit. Yeah, like he's been and getting he's beat tired up, tired of it. Yeah, and, and it's like the just and even like because uh, I didn't play the rest of the clip, but like by the end of it, it's like. Even Jada, it's like, I'm just thinking, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, clearly you're doing shit that is not making him happy. Divor Why are you doing it? Divorce would solve a lot of these yes, problems. Yes, it would. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, now, right when this happened, I said, I yes. think it was like two days later. I was like, you know what? Because he made himself look really bad. Well, well, here's the funny part about this whole thing. I was saying I'm I'm kind of just kind of I um um make a prediction sure. that they their their marriage might fall apart. Yeah, it might this. it might implode. Um, and it's very possible. In fact, a lot of shit has happened since oh. this whole thing. Um, she, uh, for example, uh, Will Smith just recently uh, ended up finally being banned 
from the academy for 10, 10 years. years. 10 years. Now, at first, he resigned, quote unquote. Tried at, to get in front as, of it. Yeah, to get in front of it. But then they they said, like, oh, we need to ban him. But here's the thing. All this shit, it's because it, it, even he, he uh, there's also been news about how uh, all his other projects like Bad Boys 4 and fucking that's being put on hold. Uh, his Netflix show or, or whatever the fuck it is, his Netflix film uh, Fast and Loose or some shit like were put on the back burner as a result of this whole thing. But let's be honest. This is all performative bullshit. Like, cause here's the thing, like when this all first started, like, yeah, there were some celebrities that showed disgust like Jim Carrey, mm -hmm. like I based. Oh, yeah. Fucking based. I, I agree with him a hundred percent. Um, as well as some other comedians came out and was like, dude, this is bullshit. This, this, that sets a terrible precedent mm -hmm. for not only comedy, but freedom of speech because what that, cause, cause initially, the fucking academy did nothing. They just posted a tweet. In fact, I'm going to read the tweet verbatim because I have it here. Um, and this was the tweet they fucking wrote. It was hilarious. Um, the academy, and this was on March 27th when it fucking happened. The academy does not condone violence of any form. Tonight, we are delighted to celebrate our 94th Academy Award winners who deserve this moment to recognize. Like, Talk about tone deaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. T tone deaf. Like, it's so, like, what? C clearly you do, because, like, you not only did you give them the fucking award that same night, but it took you two fucking weeks to make this decision. Yeah. To finally ban him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And, and by the way, you want to know who else was banned from the fucking, uh, it was removed from the Academy? Yeah. Roman fucking Polanski and... Fucking uh, Har uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> Why they get fucking removed? Can you tell me? Uh, uh, sexual stuff. Yes, with kids. Me too, and all that. And and, yeah. and, and the sexual and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And see, this is the, my thing. Is listen to because okay, I I don't fight anymore, but I've been in right. fights as I was growing up, mm -hmm. and and I swear, you know, a lot like, of these younger generations need to get into some fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but anyways, you know, again, I, as I take it apart, you know, it, one, it's it's the Academy Awards, the Oscars and it's live mm -hmm. and he tells a joke to Jada, mm -hmm. the comedian, Chris Rock tells a joke to Jada. She's he's talking to her. OK. And. I, I know just between guys, if I had a girlfriend and one of my friends made a joke about her haircut mm -hmm. to her, so, okay? Now, if the same guy came up and we're joshing back and forth and he says, oh, yeah, well, your bitch has alopecia, I might slap him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at that yeah, point. Yeah, 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 or absolutely. punch him in the face or, you know, like... Cause he's coming at me, but it, that's not how it happened at all. So, well, what Will did, and this was the wrong way. The thing, the reason why this was so wrong is that he, he basically circumvented every other possible avenue he could have dealt with. He this. could have talked that to him. That was the most reasonable way to deal with yeah, it. I would. I, that's what skipped, I would have done. He skipped to the final option, which was not the option the that he needed to take. The nuclear yeah, option. Yeah, literally the nuclear, press this button and nuke the world option. <laughs> That's basically well, what he skipped to. Yeah, because I know I, I would have, 
If I saw that it really upset my wife, first of all, it's live television. It's the Oscar. Right. Okay. So I'm not getting up and doing anything. But after the Oscars, there's after parties. I would have at that time, if, if I saw that it really bothered her, yeah. I'd be like, baby, I'm going to go talk to Chris. Yeah. And you have a man to man. Yeah. And you go. And, and even then, no one needs to get punched or right. slapped. You just be like, motherfucker. Don't you ever, and, and even then, he could be like, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. I'm telling you. And he could have said that privately. Right. You know, and that would have, and Chris would have been like, oh shit, man, I'm so sorry. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that you d wouldn't really like the joke or something, you know? And it was, it was said that Chris didn't know she had alopecia. Uh, yeah. Which again, that was another thing because it's like you would see all these Twitter warriors trying to defend the whole situation with Will and trying to defend him. And it's like, like fucking, there's this one fucking tweet that I found. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. So you got this fucking comment. Uh, shit. Let me. Okay. So. Chris Rock making a joke about a person's health issue was pretty disgusting. I don't condone violence, but would like us to focus on the fact that mocking disabled and chronically ill people for things they can't control is a wild violation of good taste and decency. She's not fucking dying, you idiot. <laughs> She doesn't have cancer. As a, as a matter of fact, I saw a, a video of Jada Pinkett. Check this out. Yeah. She goes, and she her head's shaved. She's just shaved her head yes. for the first time. And she leans down to the oh, camera. Yeah. Just got like and there, this. There, there's just a line. Yeah. A line. Not all of her hair is falling out. Yeah. It was just a line of hair. And then uh, Willow, her daughter, was like, well, you just... You'd look amazing with a bald head. You're fine. Right. And then what does Jada say? Now, at this point, I can only laugh. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. She said that. And yet she couldn't take a fucking joke. Right. About the about thing that she. her bald head. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a dump, dumpster fire for sure. Fucking unbelievable. And, and the thing that's that kind of. Because here's the thing, I've went through so many like feelings about this. Because I went at first to fuck Will Smith, to Jay is a fucking cunt, uh, to feeling kind of bad, bad for, for him, yeah, in a way. Now I don't feel 100 percent bad for him because this is a situation of his own making that he can easily get the fuck out of if he wanted to. Now, yes. Obviously, the reason he probably wouldn't want to divorce her is because she'll take half his shit. So, yeah, I get it. But this ain't worth it, bro. Yeah, it, is. it really isn't. And look at how much damage this one slap yeah. did to his reputation yeah, I can't and, and public the, perception of him. Yeah, I can't remember the, the statement. It might have been... I'm trying to remember if it was... a. Uh, one of the Caesars, or I can't remember who said it, but they were like, it takes a lifetime to build your reputation and it can take one second to destroy yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I saw that quote too. It's absolutely true. Yeah, and that's what happened. And I mean, listen, I know that in my life, and I, I've talked about it probably before, but you know, around myths uh, as a creative, and I, I would, I don't want to call them, toxic some of them were kind of toxic but i had relationships that were 
you know, ups and downs and all dramatic and blah, 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 and making me crazy. But I would say, well, I'm an artist. That's what artists go through. And that's what artist relationships are, which is not true. That's that's not how it has to be. As a matter of fact, I would say as a creative person, I mean, certain creative people handle certain things in a certain way. Sure. Okay. For example, uh, certain people, life's getting hard. Their girlfriend's causing drama or they break up or they get caught cheating or something like that. And one person will throw themselves into their work. Okay. Another person will roll up into a ball on their bed and not want to get out of bed. Yeah. Okay. So people handle, handle things differently. Um, but I would say now after everything that I've been through, uh, in life, you know, just hit my 51st, you know, as a creative person, the thing that you want most out of your relationships are people that build you up and support you yeah, and, and hold you in, in a good regard. That's yeah. going to make, that's going to make your experience as a creative person way better. Right. And, and if you, and I understand, listen, when you're, when you're with someone, you're having a relationship with someone, especially if you're intimate and you're close and stuff like that. Um, if all of a sudden some red flags start coming up, it's it's not. Most people don't just go, "Oh, there's a red flag. I'm out." Right. You know, normally they're like, "What's going on?" And and so you try and make yeah. it work. And, and to to be fair, not all red flags are necessarily a game ender. Right. Like it doesn't have to be because you can work through some things if you can identify them and call it out. But if there's too many of them abort, get the fuck out. Yeah. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. Cause I could tell you from my own personal experience, like I do not, I could tell you right now, if I was to get in a relationship with anybody, whether it's friends, whether it's a girlfriend or anything like that, the moment I'm dealing with some fucking fuck shit, bullshit bye, done. I'm not dealing with your drama. It's there's no I don't need that in my life. Mm. I don't. And, you know, in the case of Will, it's like the obvious answer is to hit the abort button yeah. on their relationship. You've raised you've raised your kids. Yeah. They're raised not, your they're, kids. They're, not they're adults children. now. Yeah, they're adults that you get the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like, seriously, you're Will fucking Smith. Yeah. Take, take whatever L. Find someone else. You know, you, you might have to. You're not going to have to be paid. I don't even know what it would be like. I, yeah, like I don't al- know Alimony. Because I'm like, well, he I, hasn't been necessarily because she's Jada. Well, I don't know. What is she? She has her own money and stuff. Yeah, I'm assuming she she makes. So I don't see. I mean, why, she has her own fucking podcast. Yeah. I'm so assuming. I don't. I don't see why he would have to. You know, he hasn't just been taking care of her, and he's rich, and she didn't have any kind of a career, right? Thing. She's she's you know, but even if she's gonna take money, dude, this, peace of mind mm-hmm. is worth more than paper. Paper. Yeah. Paper pays my bills. But I also wipe my ass with paper, you know, like it's it's way better to be in a space where you have peace. And yeah. I mean, personally, if you were to ask men what they want out of a relationship, most of them would be like, I want peace and not a lot of drama. I mm-hmm. want someone to feel like they actually care about yeah. me. And, you know, I don't think I don't think Will's been feeling. And that's the funny thing. She went and had an entanglement because she hasn't been happy for so long. And as she's saying this, you're looking at Will Smith 
and you're like, yeah. he is so unhappy. Yeah. And how long? Obviously, it's been going on for a while. For a long time. Because that that it culminated in the slap I, I around the world. You, I guarantee you, August Alsina is not the only entanglement oh, no. that oh, she's did, been in. Did you, I think I told you that he dropped a new like song. Oh, August right, right after this happened, yeah, that, and it's kind that, of talk alluding to God, him and yeah, Jada's that's so yeah embarrassing. Yeah, man. yeah. Oh, that, I feel bad for him. You know who the real MVP? I want to. You want to know who the real MVP of all this is? Who? Chris fucking Rock. Oh yeah, because he took that slap like a champ, and after <laughs> all of this, he's look. He's sitting there with that smile on his face, going like. I don't know what the fuck happened, dude. I saw. Uh, I don't know. Is his, I think his brother, one of his brothers, names Tony Rock or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And he actually got up, and he's like, first of all, people don't know there's a lot of Rock brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he it's kind of like uh, there's Chris Rock, which is kind of like an Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. And then the Rock brothers are kind of like Charlie Murphy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're they're not happy. Charlie Murphy. Yeah. They they're not happy that Will Smith and oh man. Oh, I bet. I, I'm like if if he they're like somewhere in Beverly oh, Hills God. and the Rock Brothers are around, You're there's gonna, gonna be some problems. Yeah, boy. Yeah. They're they're not gonna play with him. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, oh hell no. <laughs> so like I said, it well, was it, it was a, a nuclear option. He yeah. fucking nuked his well, own and, life. Yeah, and, and literally, and that's the thing is too. Like, because here's the thing: like, fucking Chris Rock's a small guy. Yeah, he's not tall. Yeah, he, he he's like what five? He's like maybe five, five eight, five eight, five, something seven, like that. So he's like definitely that. not six feet tall. Yeah, no. So no, no. like, fucking Will Smith is taller than him. Yeah, like that image of him smacking Chris Rock in the face, and you just see the height difference. Yeah, it's. That, that is such a horrible image to see. Yeah. A taller guy towering over a smaller guy. It, you could he could he could have done anything to him. Yeah. That's Guaranteed. called bullying. That's bullying. It straight up is. <laughs> so, anyways, um I guess to uh, to wrap this up, like it, it's just this whole situation is fucking dumb. It yeah. really is. It it's super dumb. Support and- your local Independent creative people. Yes. You're, you're going to get much better value. Yes. Uh, f- <laughs> fuck the Oscars. Yeah. Fuck all those rich. Fuck all the. Fucks. Fuck Hollywood. Yeah. Fuck all all these pretentious fucking uh, 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 fart sniffers. I. I it, it, they, as a, they suck. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go back to the the project we're working on. Green. Yeah. Um. This was so. What happened was so. Um. It was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, the the writer August is talking about this character Green, yeah. and he and it's in the script. It's kind of alluded to that this person is maybe transitioning and, yeah. and is a, is trans, mm-hmm. but it's not. You, you know, you have to actually kind of look for it. You know, right? And he goes it's subtle, and he goes. But that's not the point of this story. Right. It doesn't really have fucking anything to do with the story we're telling. It's a tiny little part. Whereas over the last so many years, it's it's like they're, oh, we're going to give you a trans character or a gay character. And we're going to sit there and make the show about that. Not giving us a good story. 
So, you know, and, and I agree. And, and this is coming from Hollywood. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Yeah, this it, is, it's this fake. Is, it's 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 pandering. Yeah, this it, is which the is shit you get. Yeah, yeah, this is what you get, and that's why it's fun to be doing you know creative things that don't have to do with the the mega corporations that give us our entertainment. And I just think that's the way I think we're going in general. And 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 here's the thing: I know Hollywood's scared. Yeah. The fact yeah. that well, I mean, yeah, fucking. Well, the pandemic, technology, and then the pandemic on top of it. Yes, has really changed things. Yeah, because just, people don't need the things that I'm, I'm actually surprised that theaters actually kind of stayed around movie yeah. theaters because I was like, dude, I don't know if they're going to survive because you can spend two thousand dollars and have a 56 inch TV on your wall with sound and what the movie yeah. like Dune dropped in theaters. I watched it the same day on my uh, I think yeah, it was HBO let, Plus. Yeah, liter it. literally now it's like because of, you don't need them because of everything that happened and because of technology. Now we don't have to wait for the movie to, to come home. We right. literally get it immediately, it immediately when it drops, yeah. if they allow it, obviously. So. But um, but yeah, no, we're we're in an interesting time, and um, I, I think there's going to be a new wave of um, just to make a prediction. I think there's going to be a new wave of uh, creatives. That are going to make their own films, their own comic books, their own, uh, you know, write their own books. Yeah, independent. That, that is completely DIY. And the thing that's really going to uh, make that successful is their ability to just be able to get that in front of an audience. Because they do exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't need really distributors yeah you don't need anymore. That anymore you can it's, you can social media has made it to where you can reach out to yes. the people that are your people and your you know your clients or your customers and you know you might have to end up if you're if you're if there's some sort of merch you know instead of like it's like with the record companies um you know the record company prints up all the records but then they have to send them to distributors to get them into places. Yes. Nowadays, that's really not necessary. The, the person who makes the project and makes the, the record or whatever it is, um, they, you'll get it directly from them. Yes. You know? And, I mean, I, I think that's why this podcast, that's part of the reason why we're here and why we're doing this. Because, I mean, I really have a, a big belief in the future of of creatives because of the technology we have as a matter of fact we talked about war was that last one yes so, so we talked the about the one. war war sucks yep okay conflict sucks it happens it's part of you know human culture we've been doing it forever but it sucks and the one the only thing i ever can think about that comes out out of war that's good is normally some form of art whether it's paintings yeah. or music or you know because it it makes the creative look at their world and yeah whatever whether they write a book or they paint a painting or they you know do some modern dance they use the things that they see that aren't always pretty they see the things that are horrible and it inspires them to speak up mm -hmm. with their art yep. so like you're saying you predicting that there's going to be a wave 
it's not just because Hollywood sucks or I Disney sucks. I think that's sucks. a part of it's it. It's a part of it. But part of it is just everything that's going on in the world today and the pandemic. Yeah. Feel, you know, people feeling super disconnected, even though we're more connected than ever. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, it's I'm changing just, people. I'm seeing this wave, this new, this wave of people that are just kind of just getting fed the fuck up mm. with a lot of the shit we're seeing, especially from mainstream sources. Yeah. It, it's tiring. Music, a lot of the mainstream shit sucks and they don't know, know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, fucking. Um, I used to, I, I mean, Almost anything that I used to like, yeah, movie, of, yeah. movies, Films, comic books, comic books, everything that the music, big, the big names. I'm the big, so not interested anymore. So done. I'm so fucking tired yeah. of it. And it's kind of this weird thing where it's like, yeah, we're seeing a good majority of people that are kind of coming to that realization. So what do you do? Well, what do you do is you fucking make your own. You make your own. You find people that are making. Yeah, their yeah, own. yeah. You, you make your own shit, and you find a place to put it, and just do your best to market it around and eventually something good will come out of it. I I, I think, yeah, you yeah. know, cause that, so anyways, I think we've been going on for quite a while. We are and actually, this is we, we, today we discussed the slap heard around the world yes. and uh, we talked about, you know, they're like, let's just, cause yes, we have advice and things to say about being a creative. Sure. Okay. But sometimes just as a creative, you're going through life and yes. you're seeing things happening around. Yeah, you. yeah. And we want to talk about stuff actually. We wanna we wanna laugh about yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and, and make some lighthearted, you know, content. Yeah. I, I could just here and there. You, I could tell you I've just I was having I'm, I've been having a blast with this episode for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's just you know, cause cause yeah, I wanna make this podcast not so serious all the time. And um that's one of the bigger changes we're trying to make with this is to you know, yeah, talk about uh, you know, artistic shit and being creatives and what that's like and all that, which we did in this podcast, but also, yeah, just have fun, have yeah. a little bit of fun. Cause like, I, I don't want to think about fucking possibly getting nuked all the time. Yeah. I, I don't want to think about life's, that. Life's, life's too, too short, short to be worrying about everything all the time. Exactly. You so, know, you have so to have some fun with it. Add some levity. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. So anyways, Thank you guys so much for watching this episode, episode 20 of the Crook and Candle podcast. Have any suggestions or anything you may want us to talk about or you have a thought or whatever, fucking leave a comment down below yeah. in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're, uh, in fact, I'll, eventually what I want to do is I want to actually make a, a business email eventually so that so people if, could just email so yeah if so if people don't want to leave a comment like say they're listening to it on the audio version they could just go to an email and make sense make a comment so eventually i want to do, do that they'll probably be like crook and candle at gmail or something like that um and uh but yeah we're, you can find us every pretty much every, everywhere we got our uh all our social media stuff we got instagram uh we got facebook um we do have a Twitter, but I'm kind of thinking about deactivating it because not really many people are seeing our shit there. So yeah. it's mostly Instagram and Facebook. So uh, I'm thinking I'm going to yeah, deactivate it, it eventually. Give us a follow on our social media. But yeah, media. follow us on our social media pages that we actually keep up to date with. In fact, I need to post something today just to let people know that we're still around and still doing stuff. And uh, you can listen to everything on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and everywhere you can find us. So, And with that, we are out. We're real artists having real conversations. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Peace.